Welcome to the Agency Profit Podcast, a show dedicated to going deep space on agency operations, which is just as nerdy as it sounds. I'm your host, Marcel Petipoff. I'm the CEO of Parakeeto, a firm that helps digital and creative agencies measure and improve their profitability. Join me as I interview some of the smartest thought leaders and agency owners in our space and go deep into operations and metrics and all the other things you need to get right so you can spend less time worrying about operations and more time executing on your vision. Hey, it's Marcel here, and I just wanted to welcome you to part two of this two-part podcast series with Josh Lohman at Goldfront. If you missed part one, make sure you go back and check that out. It will be the previous episode on the podcast. And in part one, we talked about how Josh figured out that he needed help in his agency with profitability, how he came to that conclusion, how he found us, and the origin story of us working together and getting that relationship started. And in part two, we're going to unpack some of the things that we've gone through over the last three years together, the major milestones, big piece of progress that he's achieved, and some of the mindset shifts that have occurred along the way. So I hope that you enjoyed this two-part series, and I'll let you get back to it. Enjoy the episode. I'd love to paint the picture for everyone that's listening. Like, So we meet a little over three years ago. Goldfront's doing $1.4 million in revenue. Profitability is unclear at that point, a little bit hectic, a little bit uncertain. Mm -hmm. How would you describe the state of Goldfront today? Um, and yeah, what does that look like? Yeah. So God, I don't even remember what profitability was at the time, but it was probably 10 to 15%, you know? Um, yep. and you know, it's just a way for me to, to kind of pay myself a salary and have a little extra money left over at the end of the year. And, um, you know, it's just, it's kind of gone way beyond my wildest dreams at this point. So I think 2019, we grew probably 45%. 2020, we grew 56%. This year, we're going to grow about 90%. Um, and some of that has been just having much better systems in place. So I am doing sales all the time, or actually now we have a head of growth list in, so he's doing sales all the time. But even even now I'm I'm still engaged with sales every week. Um, so some of, some of that growth I think has been due to the systems that you said, hey, you need these systems in order to kind of grow a reliable business. And, and um, that has helped a lot. And then the other thing is a year ago, we sort of reinvented our agency as a category design studio. And so, you know, I worked with um, David C. Baker on kind of what, what is our category or positioning. And um, then Liston came on as head of growth. And those two things were sort of rocket fuel for, for, for Goldfront. And we started growing even more. And and now, you know, startups and VCs and private equity firms know about us, know that we're a category design studio and that that's something that's kind of special that fulfills a really important need in the market. And so um, profitability is, I would say, I'm not sure if I want to say exactly what our net profit margins are on, on air, but um, it's, you know, it's... It, it's multiples above what it was when you and I met, you know, and, um, and you know, that, that's a really important thing because I, 
you know, pr profitability is sort of the engine for all of the good things that we can do. And I, I used to be more worried um, as sort of a creative um, wannabe do-gooder in the world in San Francisco. I was more concerned about, well, profitability, that's, that's just like, that's just caring about money. That's just being greedy, right? And what I've learned through us working together and seeing a, a uh, you know, having a really profitable business is that it lets us be much better to our employees. It lets us be um, better with our clients because we're not compromised on the level of finances. And um, that's not getting in the way of our decisions around these other things. So if I really want to help a, 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 a client, I'm not thinking like, well, you know, what's the financial side of this so much? Um, and, you know, it really just, it's sort of like, if you can't be profitable or you're not profitable enough, you're always kind of worried about this underlying thing at the foundation of your business. And that has just been a revelation to see, to, mm -hmm. to see what that means for us. So yeah, um, growth, more profitable. We've grown from four employees to 16 now during that time. Um, we're all remote now. We used to be in an office and we seem to be doing really well with remote. Uh, I'd say I've grown up over that time. So I'm a better boss. I'm more even keeled. I don't lose my temper so much. And I think I'm a little bit kinder, you know? <laughs> so there's a lot of been, there's been a lot of great growth over that time. Mm. I want to dig into what are some of the most important metrics that you're, you're now able to see and, and some of the changes in the way that you, you know, day to day, look at numbers and make decisions. So, so everyone can get an understanding of what that looks like, you know, at, at a mature level, mm -hmm. what does it look like to have that kind of insight and how has it changed the way you run the business? Well, let's see, what do we, what do we talk about when you, you know, you have a scorecard for me, it's a, of all, all of our metrics and probably the first thing that we talk about is utilization and making sure that our, um, company as a whole is at, you know, at least 65% utilization that includes non people who are non billable as well. So that's the entire agency. Um, that's really, really important. And that's sort of one of the things that's foundational. Um, another thing that is foundational is our, um, ABR average billable rate and making sure that that's growing or high enough to sustain the costs that we have and be profitable. One thing that I love that we added is this idea of effectiveness. And, um, I, I sort of, I think we, we learned that from a talk that another agency owner was giving about how to sort of measure the, the performance of the agency and effectiveness is more around the idea that, Hey, there's a certain amount of revenue that we could earn in a week. And if we look at, um, our accrual numbers for, um, our, sort of how much um, how much revenue did we earn on an accrual basis for that week versus how much revenue could we, what was our capacity for that week? 
we give that a, um, a, a number that we call effectiveness. So it's a percentage. And um, that was sort of a revelation because that's a more direct measurement of how the business is doing for that week, even more than something like ABR and effectiveness or ABR and um, utilization rate. Well, you know what I think it does is it, it does what always should be being done with utilization average global rate. Like my thesis is you should never look at those individually. You should always look at them together because of course, mm -hmm. um, you can, they can just trade costs off on each other. Like your average billable rate could go up, but then your utilization goes down. And conversely, your utilization could mm -hmm. go up and your average billable rate is going down. Um, mm -hmm. but effectiveness is like the financial combination of those two concepts in a single metric that tells you mm -hmm. the whole story, which mm -hmm. I think is what makes it so powerful. Um, mm -hmm. and yeah, I'm really glad that we, we double clicked on that and got it installed because yeah. it's one of my favorite metrics now. Yeah. And, um, you know, one of the reasons why we were unsure about using effectiveness is because if you use effectiveness, this idea of, you know, how much on a cruel basis, how much revenue did you earn and how much could you have? And what's the percentage there is that if it's used the wrong way, that could be um, done in a way so that you have your, if you have your employees working 60 hours a week, you can be more effective, but you're running them ragged, right? And that was one of our first questions with effectiveness is like, well, wait a second, how are we going to make sure that, you know, we're not overworking employees because this doesn't measure that. And we, I think we sort of just trusted that we would put in place some policies that we weren't going to do that. And I think generally we've been successful at that. Some of our employees might disagree, but I think, I think generally they would agree. Yeah. And I mean, I think, you know, part of that is we, we didn't get rid of utilization. We kept it around. Um, we didn't get rid mm -hmm. of some of the other checks that we right. were doing around, um, you know, billable hours and, and things like that. Um, and that's been huge. And then, you know, what I, I think I also enjoy about effectiveness is it was a forcing function for us to get, even more sophisticated about the way accrual revenue is being calculated at Goldfront, which is very advanced at this point. Um, you know, we, we're able to look at on a daily basis, what is the value of the work that is theoretically getting earned on, on a day-to-day -day basis. And mm -hmm. that, um, you know, the drive to refine that process really came from being able to accurately calculate utilization, uh, effectiveness. And to your point, like it's not, it's not an easy, it's a simple metric, but it's not an easy metric because you have to have really good capacity modeling, which is complex mm -hmm. in and of itself. Mm -hmm. and then you have to have a really good system for figuring out your accruals on a relatively mm -hmm. tight timeline. Mm -hmm. And it forced us to really improve the way that we did those two things. And today mm -hmm. um, gives you the ability to even look into the future, which I think is another thing that you spend a lot of time uh, doing from my understanding is looking at our project profitability report and looking at the revenue forecast and using mm -hmm. that to kind of think about um, where you need to be focusing your attention. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, we, we sort of have two places where we can do projections and one is in, uh, we use 10,000 feet and that's more around resourcing and getting specific into people and projects and things like that. And then we have a spreadsheet that we call the project profitability report. And in there, there's a visualization of just overall, what's the total revenue that we've booked um, in the past and also in the future. And if we're um, in the sales process and we, ha we have a potential project that's, that may close in the next week or two, we can toggle that one on and see what that does to our capacity. And in that view, we can, 
we sort of can just see like the capacity of the entire agency, but not by team or whatever. And um, yeah, that's been hugely helpful for me to sort of, um, I always think of it as surfing. Uh, you've got, you're, you're surfing like, okay, what's our, what's our revenue at? What's our capacity at? And sometimes you're thinking, okay, when I see these waves of revenue line up like this, I know that I'm going to be hiring over the next three months. And when I see the waves, like, you know, start to settle a little bit, I'm not going to be, I'm going to put a freeze on hiring and I'm going to be doing more, I'm going to be putting more uh, energy into sales. And that's sometimes what I think of as my job right now is just to surf that, that capacity and that, that projection of the future and, and figure out, do we need to create more demand or do we need more people to help us? with the demand. Do you want some free resources to help you measure and improve your profitability? If you do, then I want to tell you about our agency profitability toolkit, which you can grab absolutely free in the show notes or by heading to parakeeto.com forward slash toolkit. It's packed with training videos, cheat sheets, templates, and all kinds of other great resources to help you start measuring and improving the essential metrics that are going to drive better profitability in your business. And it's helped thousands of other agencies around the world do the same. So I want to encourage you to go and grab a copy of that. And if you'd rather get in the fast lane and just have our team of experts guide you through the process of measuring and improving your profitability, then I want to encourage you to apply for a consultation at parakeeto.com. And with that, I want to thank you again for tuning in. I hope you enjoy the episode and I'll let you get back to it. And that will only become <laughs> more important as the company grows. Um, yeah. Of course, as, as we know, like it, it's one of those funny dynamics where it's like the faster Goldfront grows, the faster it grows. Um, and what would have seemed like crazy before, like hiring, you know, three or four people in a quarter is now just like, that's kind of what's just happening. And so mm -hmm. that, that question of who and when starts to become more and more important, um, over time as, mm -hmm. as things get bigger. Yeah. Hey, let me, let me turn the tables on you. Let me sure. ask you what was going on and where were you at in your life when, you and I met and we started working together. Yeah. Do you want to know the, uh, oh, this is a great story. So, um, we, you know, at the time we still believed that, um, we were going to solve this agency profitability agency, you know, metrics problem purely with software. We we're going to be a SaaS company. Um, and it's amazing looking back how much of that constraint that we were putting on the business was completely arbitrary and was just coming from a place of us being, you know, insecure founders that wanted everyone to know that we were better than them because we had a SaaS company. And anyway, we won't unpack mm. the psychological ludicrousy of, of why we were doing that to ourselves. But I think we naively believed that the problem could be solved effectively just with software and that it wasn't as nuanced as it was, but, um, it wasn't going the way that we planned. The product was hard to build. It was taking longer than we thought product market fit was elusive. And so at some point I got on a call with some investors and it was like, Hey, you're going to run out of money soon. What's the plan? And I said, well, we're going to sell consulting. We're just going to start helping agencies solve this problem hands-on and that'll be a great way for us to learn and, and figure out how to build a better product and, mm. um, you know, get, get, get paid to learn along the way. 
Um, and so we started doing that. I'd worked on like a couple of smaller engagements and then, you know, basically turned the funnel for the product into the funnel for consulting. So when people would show up, and I think this is the conversation we had was like, yeah, yeah, the product's coming. But in the meantime, this is what we're doing. And, you know, you kind of said, well, that sounds great. Those, those are all the things that I want to fix. So, you know, we, we went down that path and started working together. Um, and that's, that's kind of where we were at is I was just trying to find a way to fund solving this problem, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. knowing, at, realizing at that point that it was going to be a lot longer and harder to figure out how to do that than we originally thought. Uh-huh. That's funny because, yeah, I was totally interested in that software when I met you, <laughs> when I responded on your website. And, uh, but you, you, you turned that sale pretty good. You turned it into a, <laughs> a, a services, uh, engagement. And, um, now I want to be cautious that we spend a lot of time here talking about the wins, the successes and the, and the mm -hmm. path to glory. Um, but I think it's important that we double back and clarify some of the things that have been hard about this, because of course, um, you know, it's easy to paint the picture of, uh, you know, what we've accomplished over mm -hmm. the last three years as being straightforward. Mm -hmm. But in many cases, it wasn't. It required some change, required some changes in thinking. It required changes in the way that the team worked. What were some of the, the toughest parts about, you know, mm -hmm. changing in this way for you over these last few years? Uh... Yeah, I mean, the, the biggest thing is that that is that counterintuitive idea, really, is that you think you think that you're maxed out in what you can do. And that doing something new to add to that is like, more than what's possible. And what I really needed to do was just find some things that I could let go of and, and drop. And I think that's that's like one of the hardest things about being a business owner for me is figuring out what's the small stuff that I can let go of um, so that I can pick up things that are more strategic. And, um, and I don't, I don't, I don't ever really know. It's not, it's not like it's just calling out to me. Like this is obviously the small stuff that you can let go of because some, some, sometimes I let go of things and I'm like, Oh my God, I should, should definitely have not given up oversight over that thing because now it's way more work for all of us because I wasn't really paying attention. And, um, I would say that is just having, trying to figure out how to have the discriminate, the discernment to figure out like, okay, how can I prioritize my time and, and, and let go of the stuff that, that, you know, I, I shouldn't be doing and wh which, which stuff is that? That's mm. the big, that's the big thing. Um, and then. I'm trying to think like in terms of us working together, it, it's kind of been really easy. Um, I can't think of things about, that have to do with you and me working together. That's been hard. Um, I think there's been a little bit of just um, convincing the team to buy into some of these ideas at times. And I, I think they've been pretty open to your ideas and, um, one thing that's been good is that you have a very, you, you have a very good way with people. And, um, so you have a good way of showing everybody like, Hey, this is kind of what we need to do, but it's involved a lot of change on our part. Like, okay, we're following a process. You know, I never thought that I would, 
Um, you know, I'm kind of a creative at heart. I never thought that I would have an agency where we have SOPs, you know, um, standard operating procedures all written out. And this is exactly how we do things because I, I would have thought that's too corporate, you know? Um, and so there's been some kind of cultural shifts like, oh yeah, we can have process and we can do things by the book, but we don't have to be sort of bureaucratic and corporate and it's possible to be process oriented and still a cool human company. Hmm. Well, I want to, while we're on the subject, I want to make sure that those listening are clear that, um, the relationship that you and I have is probably not one that any other client will get to have directly with me unless they want to pay me a lot of money. I'm going to say that again, a lot of money. Um, but I'm not nearly as involved or embedded in, um, new clients that we bring on. I'm, you know, mm -hmm. I've kind of taken a step back. I'm now advising the team of coaches and consultants, but we've taken the system and packaged that up in a way that I think is much more powerful. Mm -hmm. So just want to set mm -hmm. that expectation. But with that said, if somebody was listening to this and they had been considering reaching out to us for help with operations and profitability, what would you uh, say to them in that moment? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, you know, it's interesting because when I, f I first started noticing the advantage of you guys working for other um, agencies, when I realized that you sort of had a central way that you did things across different agencies. I know that you know, a number of things that we build together in terms of tooling and spreadsheets are custom to us. But I also know that some of those things are common. The, 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 the tool itself is common across different um, clients that you have. And I realized that, oh, I'm getting the benefit of the stuff that you're working on, you know, outside of this for our, our agency. And I, I would say that's probably one of the key things is that when you guys specialize in this and you do it over and over again, it's like so many of those things are going to, you're going to kind of see the same thing in almost every agency. And so you're getting true expertise with you guys is one of the things I would say. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know who these other people are that they're going to be working with because, you know, I think you're great, but, um, but yeah, no, overall, it's just been an amazing experience. Well, I, it's, the feeling is mutual. Um, you know, I feel lucky that I've gotten to be a part of the incredible growth and will continue to be a part of that incredible growth. I'm hoping for many years to come. Um, and just to experience what it's like to be that close to something that is evolving as quickly as Goldfront has and to play a role in it has been super fun. And, uh, I'm always appreciative of you, uh, continuing to pull me along for the ride and, and valuing what it is that, that I do. So, um, and also for being willing to come on here and, uh, be vulnerable and share your story and the ups and downs of, of what it's been like to go down that path. Yeah. Yeah. My pleasure. I mean, I was hoping that somehow this would be helpful to somebody else in my position. So, well, I'm sure that it is. And if you're listening and you have learned something from this, you've gotten an insight, please, Reach out and let us know. Leave a comment wherever you're listening to this. Reach out to me. Send us a note. We always love to hear from you and what you're getting from the show. And with that said, Josh, if anybody wants to follow what you're doing and learn more about Goldfronts and the work that you do, where should they find you on the internet? 
goldfront.com goldfront.com it'll mm -hmm. be in the show notes um and some exciting stuff coming out uh hopefully by the time we publish this episode there'll be some more content coming out maybe a podcast we'll see mm -hmm. um, but some very fascinating content around category design which i'm looking yep. forward to that's right awesome well with that josh can't thank you enough for making time to come on and share and uh, for those of you listening at home thank you for tuning in and we'll see you on the next episode Thank you, Marcel. I really enjoyed it. Likewise. All right. Cheers, everyone. That's going to do it for part one of this two-part series with Josh Lohman at Goldfront. Make sure you tune into our next episode where we're going to go deeper into Josh's learnings, experiences, and results after installing these systems for operations and metrics in his business. Thanks for tuning in. We'll Hey, thanks so much for tuning in to today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you've ever found yourself thinking, man, I get so much value from this podcast. I wish there was something I could do to return the favor. Well, today's your lucky day because you can leave us a review wherever you're listening to this. And it is incredibly helpful. Of course, if you haven't grabbed a free copy of the Agency Profit Toolkit, go and get that. It's got tons of free resources to help you improve your profitability. If you're looking to get in the fast lane and get help from experts to improve your profitability and measure your most important metrics, then apply for a consultation at parakeeto.com. We'd love to chat with you and figure out how we can help. With all of that, thank you so much for being a listener, and we will see you on the next episode.
see you on the next one.